more than enough, Lord. Holy Spirit, you are more than enough. We thank you, Lord, for your presence. Your presence is what we need. It is more than enough, oh Lord. We thank you, Father. We thank you, Holy Spirit. Move this morning in our midst. Anytime we learn about you and we engage you, you move. Therefore, this morning, move in the name of Jesus. Move in people's lives in the name of Jesus. Move in the atmosphere in the name of Jesus. Move, Holy Spirit, move. We thank you, Father, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Hallelujah. God bless you, anointed, blessed minstrels. For such powerful ministration. Hallelujah. We thank God for this morning. Are you happy to be in the house of the Lord? Give a clap and a shout. And bless the name of the Lord. Bless the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. We thank God for this morning. Amen. This morning... We'll be studying something powerful. Our papa has gone to visit Meeting Place Church, his brother Bobby Morgan. We hope that he'll be able to be here before the service ends. But if he doesn't, because the Holy Spirit is here. Somebody said, because the Holy Spirit is here. He will move. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Anointed for exploits. That's what we've been studying this month. Every month we choose something that we focus on so that we will get more. We can't finish it, but we'll get more understanding in that area before we move to something. And uh, for the past three weeks, Papa has been teaching us about the manifestation of the Spirit. Do you remember? The manifestation of the Spirit. Amen. And we learned, as he taught us, that, you know, when Adam fell, okay, in, in the beginning, God said that let's make man in our image and likeness. But when Adam fell, the image was there, like the eyes and everything. But he taught us that the likeness is the spiritual aspect that the Lord was talking about. You know, he said, the moment you eat this food, you will die. But in the physical, we saw him living, but he was actually dead. And that is how unbelievers are. They are actually dead. But in the physical world, you see them living. So he told them, when you do this, you are going to die. And they actually died. So they lost the likeness. The likeness where God doesn't die. He lives in eternity. And, and I, 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 I remember, I kept it in my heart. He said that nobody knows how long Adam lived before he fell. Have you thought of it? When he said that, I, it sank down into me. Because God said that the moment you eat this, you die. And for God, Bible says that thousand years are like, it's like a day. And we know that Adam lived 930 days. So in natural sense, he didn't even live for a day. Have you look at the spiritual calculus? He said that a thousand years 
is like a day before the Lord. But nobody has lived, even Methuselah, he didn't get to one day. So we lost that likeness where we can live forever. We lost that power. Look at how he named all the animals. He was fellowshipping with lions. But some of you, I tell you, if you see a bulldog now, some of you will run. Why? Because that likeness was lost. You lost some like, but the image was there. So Jesus came to restore us. He said in John 10, 10, John 10, he said the enemy came, the devil came to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But I, Jesus, I come to, to make you have life and have it abundantly. That is the Zoe kind of life. Zoe, eternal life. Eternal life. He has come to restore us to that first position that we lost. When we lost the likeness of God, Jesus came and he said, I have restored you to that life. And not just that life, but in abundance. Hallelujah. Isn't that amazing? That he left everything. Beautiful heaven. Bible says that the streets are made of gold. So the rest of the things you can just imagine how it will be like. But he left the throne, the beauty and the pageantry. And he came so that you will have the likeness of God back into your life. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. And let's look at a scripture from Mark chapter 10 verse 30. Anytime you give your life to Jesus, the disciple asked, We have left all and have followed you. What shall we get? And Jesus said unto him, By he ye shall receive a hundredfold now in this time. Now in this time, in your present world, you will receive a hundredfold houses, brethren. Like Mr. Shana said, we are a family. We have received brethren. We have received sisters, mothers, children, lands, even with persecution. And he said, even in the world to come. That is the Zoe, the likeness of God that Adam left and we, we lost it. Jesus came to restore us and he said, even in the life to come, eternal life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And then we studied also what the Holy Spirit came to do for us. And he taught us that the Holy Spirit is our helper. He, he, he comforts us. The Holy Spirit gives us comfort. Look at the situation where Jesus said that even with persecution. So if we don't need some cushioning, it will not be easy. The, work, the Christian work, because we are walking on a narrow path. It is not broad. It is very narrow. So you need someone to comfort you on the way where it is not easy. Hallelujah. Let's look at a scripture from John 14 and 16. John chapter 14 and 16. He said, I will send another helper. He said, I will pray the father and he shall give you another comforter. Another comforter. Jesus came to comfort, but in his time, you know, he, where he is is where you can have him. A day came, he wanted to heal somebody. 
And because he was not present, the people came and said, don't worry the master, he, the person has actually died. But in this time, you don't need his physical presence. The Holy Spirit is everywhere. He has sent another comforter to us. He has sent another, and he said that this comforter will abide with us forever. Hallelujah. And so this comforter makes our walk with, with God very easy. Without the Holy Spirit, your Christian walk will be shaky. And I remember he told us that it's because of the Holy Spirit that even what the devil is doing, he's putting brakes on it. If not for the Holy Spirit, the devil will have a field day. Matthew 24, verse 21. Matthew 24, verse 21. When you read the whole of Matthew chapter 24, you realize that he's talking about the tribulation period. Verse 21. Let's go to 21. For then shall be great tribulation for such as was not since the beginning of this world, nor ever shall be. This is the tribulation that will happen. But because of the Holy Spirit, he's putting brakes. When the enemy wants to rush in as a flood, he puts a standard against him. He puts a standard against him. And he tells him that you cannot go to Emanis. She is mine. You cannot go to Anna. She is mine. Hallelujah. So the Holy Spirit actually helps us. One day Jesus told Peter that the enemy desires to sift you as wheat. And that is what he wants to do to us. Do you think that the pestilence that came, it didn't want, it came to actually sift people. And people's Christian lives has crumbled. Those who didn't have the oil will look at that. Their Christian lives has crumbled. But when you have the Holy Spirit, he comforts you. He helps you in your work with the Lord. Amen. Matthew 25, verse 1 to 10. I want us to look at what the Holy Spirit does. Because without the Holy Spirit, if you say you are going to work as a normal Christian, even getting to the end, you might fall on the way. Like, like we said, the, the way is narrow. So we, you need somebody along the way. We are going to read the whole scripture. Um, Minister Shana should grab a good microphone and should be helping me with the reading along the way. Amen. Amen. Please read and then I'll be giving the commentary. Amen. Amen. Then shall the kingdom of heaven be likened unto ten virgins. Okay, please hold on. Read in bait for me. So he said ten virgins. Remember that they are all virgins. Remember that we are all Christians. Okay, please read on. Who took their lamps and went forth to meet the bridegroom. Mm -hmm. Verse 2. And five of them were wise and five were foolish. Mm -hmm. They that were foolish took their lamps and took no oil Okay, with them. so those who are foolish took lamps, but they didn't take oil. What is the lamp? David said that your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. So there are believers who say that I want just, you know, let, come, let me come and preach the word to me. Don't, don't come in with your Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost. Um, no um, speaking in tongues and you know what? Just teach me the word and let me go. This is their portion. This is where they are. I will not say the adjective with it. It is on the board. This is them. 
This is them. Hallelujah. Let's go on. But the wise took oil in their vessels with their lamps. The wise took oil together with the word. Let's look at what the oil is. Stay there and let's look at 1 Samuel chapter 16 verse 13. Let's go. Please put on the board 1 Samuel. So here we are on verse 4. We'll come back to verse 4. 1 Samuel 16 and 13. Then Samuel took the horn of oil. So he took what? Just like this. And then he said he anointed him in the midst of his brethren. He's talking about David. After he anointed him with the oil, what came upon him? Hallelujah. So the oil, it's not like this oil here means the Holy Spirit. But it is things that the Holy Spirit can move through. Like the way we are about to do mantle service. The Holy Spirit can move through anointed things that he can, he can um, link with. You understand? And one of them is the oil. Just like he said that anybody who is sick, call for the elders. And they will anoint him with oil. And the prayer of faith will heal the sick. Why? Because when the oil comes in, the Holy Spirit appears. Not, I'm not talking about the oil in your kitchen. That one, you know. But the one that has been set aside. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. So let's read from our Matthew 25 again, where in verse 4. So we, he has told us what the oil is. Those who went with the Spirit. He said when he anointed them with the oil, the Spirit came. So now we have deduced that that oil was the Spirit and the lamp was the, is the Word of God. Amen. Verse 5. While the bridegroom tarried, they all slumbered and slept. Yes. Sometimes as a believer, it will look as if your bridegroom is tiring. It will look as if your bridegroom is sleeping. Do you remember one day Jesus was sleeping in a storm? Your storm, something might be happening in your life. It will look like Jesus is sleeping in your situation. It will look like Jesus is slumbering. But it is like, it is not. Because he never sleeps nor slumber. So don't let the devil... deceive you. When he woke up, he told the people that you are of little faith. So when that situation comes, even though it looks like he's slumbering, he's sleeping, when you have the oil, you are able to rise up and tell that storm, peace be still. Hallelujah. Amen. Are you following the scripture? Yes. So the bridegroom was delaying. It can be anything. It can be maybe your financial situation is delaying, is slumbering, is sleeping. Pestilence can come, but let's look at what happened. At midnight, somebody say at midnight. midnight. In a situation where it looks hopeless, midnight is like a hopeless situation. That is why it says that even though things may occur in the midnight, but joy comes in the morning. He didn't say it comes in the midnight. So midnight looks like a situation that is hopeless. You are just waiting for the dawn. But it is the midnight that the, your bridegroom will appear. Do you believe it? Yes. I declare in the name of Jesus. Anybody going through any situation, it might look like a midnight to you. But in that midnight, I declare in the name of Jesus, receive your visitation in Jesus' name. 
Hallelujah. Don't let a midnight situation put you down. That midnight situation is your, your time for testimony. Yes. So at midnight, there was a cry. And behold, the bridegroom came. And he said, we should go out and meet him. And what happened? Then all those virgins arose and trimmed their lamps. Mm-hmm. So that we are now, when situation comes at midnight, everybody says, oh, what scripture will address this situation? Okay, let's see. They are trimming their lamps. The Bible. Okay, oh, this um, COVID that has come. Let's go and look for healing scripture. Let's go and look for this. Let's look at what happened then. And the foolish said unto the wise, mm-hmm. give us your oil for our lamps are gone out. Yes. When you do not have the Holy Spirit, you see, Bible says that the latter kill it. It is the spirit that gives life. It is the spirit behind the word, not just the latter. So when you do not have the spirit together with your lamp, when you do not have your oil, a time is coming. When situation looks like it is slumbering, you can fall. You can fall. And we'll see it here. And verse 9 says what? But the wise answered, saying, mm-hmm. Not so, lest there not be enough for us and you. Mm-hmm. But go ye rather to them that sell and buy for yourselves. Hallelujah. Now that we are studying the Holy, about the Holy Spirit, we are buying. We are buying. Because by the time someone will come to understand the Holy Spirit in a bad situation, it might be too late. By the time maybe you are, you are in a dying situation, and now you need people's faith to hold you. It might be, it might be too, too, it's gone. It might be too gone. Hallelujah. So anytime you have the word of God, you need oil. You need the anointing. You need the Holy Spirit. That is why without the Holy Spirit, the Christian is incapacitated. You can do nothing. You can do nothing. Let's read the final verse. And while they went to buy, the bridegroom came, and they that were ready went in with him to the marriage, and the door was shut. The door, that's, that's where it even broke my heart. The door was shut. Now there is no more hope. In the name of Jesus, because you have the Holy Spirit, I declare no situation will end up hopeless in your life in Jesus' name. Everything that you go through because of the Holy Spirit, hope will come alive and there will be a solution in the mighty name of Jesus. And then he also taught us, the Holy Spirit teaches us. 1 Corinthians 2 verse 9 to 14. He says that the Holy Spirit teaches us deep things. Deep things that we cannot understand. Hallelujah. Very deep things that we cannot understand. What is some of the deep things? Even praying in tongues. Praying in tongues is something that a lot of people cannot understand. In 1 Corinthians chapter 14 verse 2. What does it say about speaking in tongues? 1 Corinthians chapter 14 verse 2. He says that, For he that speaketh in an unknown tongue speaketh not unto men. And this is where people cannot understand. Because they do not have the Holy Spirit. When you do not have the Holy Spirit, certain things look like foolishness to you. But when you have the Holy Spirit, you see, Jesus said that there are certain things to the world, he has blinded them. In seeing, they will not see. But for you, the mysteries has been revealed unto you. And one of the mysteries is speaking in tongues. When you have the Holy Spirit, he says that anytime you are praying, you are not speaking unto men, but unto God. 
For no man even understands him. Devils cannot understand you. Even man cannot understand you. Devils will not understand you. When devil hear, when they heard Daniel's prayer, they went and then they in, intercepted. Even with 21 days of prayers and fasting, how much more your own? That you just went for waffle. And then you just want to pray. And you say something. You think the enemy will not go and intercept. Daniel's own, they did. But when you speak in tongues, Shadaban, Dada, Ragade, he doesn't understand what you are saying. Maybe you are praying for people in Haiti. Maybe you are praying for people in Afghan. Maybe you are, pray you are praying. He doesn't understand, so he cannot intercept it. That's what he's saying. How big? In the spirit, he speaks mysteries. Mysteries. And then the answer comes speedily. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. And then he taught us that the Holy Spirit is the bonding material. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. But you see, like magnets, if this is mag a magnet, and we have a magnetic substance, the attraction is natural. And that is how it is. When you have the Holy Spirit, and you are walking through Jesus, the way, the truth, and the life, you are easily attracted to the Lord. Do you understand it? You are easily attracted because you have the Holy Spirit. And he taught us that in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 13 to 14. For the sake of time, you can write it if you didn't have that and read that at another time. Amen. So today, we are going to learn about how the Holy Spirit can express himself in us. How the Holy Spirit can manifest himself in the life of a believer. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Jesus had the Holy Spirit in full. Acts 10.38. How God anointed Jesus. Even Jesus needed anointing. How much more us? Jesus, who was fully man and fully God, needed anointing. So do you. He said, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power who went about doing good. He was doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil for God was with him. We can compare this scripture to 3 John chapter 3 verse 2. I want you to write it and let's look at it. 3 John 3 verse 2. He said, I wish above all things that you will prosper. Okay? I will be comparing this with that scripture. That you will prosper. Did you see that Jesus went about doing good? It means that he was prosperous. He was feeding 5,000. He was feeding many people to the point that even when he died, he was so rich that the, the, the soldiers wanted to cast lots to see who would take his garment. Because at that time, you know when he, he was taken, everything was shut. The cloth shouldn't be nice. But the, the soldier said, no, we won't leave this cloth to go away. Someone will take it. He was so prosperous. And he went about doing good. And he said, and when we look at the scripture, he said, you should also be in health. Jesus Christ was giving people health, healing sicknesses, spiritual and physical. Even as your soul prospers. And he said that for God was with him. So even as your soul prospers means your spiritual relationship with the Lord should prosper. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. 
let's look at a scripture from Hebrews 12 verse 9. If the Holy Spirit has to be manifested in our lives, we, we need him. Because in this world is full of spirits. So we need a super spirit. And Bible says in Hebrews chapter 12 verse 9 that he is the father. He said, furthermore, if we have had fathers of our flesh which corrected us, and we give them reverence. Shall we not rather be in subjection unto the father of all spirits? Some of you are afraid of, let's, if, if we mention some spirits right now, they say they are taking your name there, you, you, you will be scared. But this is the, the, their, their chief. Yeah? All the spirits. The Holy Ghost is their commander. Their commander in chief. The Holy Spirit is the one who answers to the name Jesus. When you say in the mighty name of Jesus, the Holy Spirit appears. He is the Spirit that proceeds from the Father. So anytime you mention Jesus, he proceeds. And he shatters all those small spirits. Hallelujah. So he is the one that we need to manifest in our lives. So that any smaller spirit, any smaller demon, any smaller witch trying to enter into your situation, the Holy Spirit will shut them out and will kick them out of your life in the mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah. So, let's move on to how he expresses himself from our dominion scripture. Isaiah chapter 11, 1 to 3. Minister Shana will help me read that. Isaiah 1, uh, Isaiah chapter 11, verse 1 to 3. And there, and there shall come forth a rod out of the, the stem, stem of Jesse. Mm -hmm. and a branch. So, so the rod which is coming out of the stem of Jesse is Jesus Christ. Uh -huh. And he said, and a branch shall grow. We are branches. Jesus said that I am the vine and you are the branches. So now the branch he's talking about is you and I. So this scripture is about you and I. Jesus too. And you and I. Hallelujah. So you should be ready to listen to everything that he's coming to talk about you. Because it's, it's meant for you. Amen. And he said, and the spirit of the Lord. That is the first spirit. The spirit of the Lord. Please read on. Shall rest upon him. Okay. So that is number one. The spirit of the Lord. And the next one is what? Please, oh, let's all read together. The spirit of the wisdom. And the so the second one is the spirit of wisdom. And the third one is the spirit of understanding. And the fourth one. The spirit of counsel. And the fifth one. The spirit of knowledge. And the sixth one. The spirit of fear. And the seventh one. The yes. That is how he manifests himself in our life. It doesn't mean that Holy Spirit is seven. But just like, let me use Papa Niki as an example. Just like he's a priest, he's also a spiritual son to his spiritual father. He's also a spiritual father to other people. He's a biological father. He's a husband. So, so one person can be expressing himself in so many ways. Did you understand? So the Holy Spirit, this is how he expresses himself. In these seven ways. In these seven ways. So we'll take them one after the other and digest it. And when you realize that you are falling short in any area, you pray and you say, Father, this path, I'm, I'm, I'm not seeing it in my life. I need this one too. 
Because Paul said that if you have to take your boast, you have to take your boast in the things of God. So if you realize that you need something more, you can tell him and he will give it to you. Amen. So what is the spirit of the Lord? What is the spirit of the Lord? The first one. I wrote here, he said, this is the manifestation of supernatural power over natural laws. That's the spirit of the Lord. Being able to manifest in, in natural situations, you manifest supernaturally. You don't let natural things overcome you. Because when you have the Holy Spirit, you saw that the virgins, when things looked like all was lost, because they had the oil, the bridegroom came and they were able to be part of the joy. So when you have the Lord, you let him manifest in his supremacy as the Lord of your life. Anytime you accept Jesus as your Lord and personal Savior of your life, the Spirit of the Lord comes to live in you. You are now the temple of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Yeah. That is what made Jesus untouchable. You, you might be going through things. Bible says that yet though we walk through, it's a walking situation. You will not stay there. Because supernatural things should be your normal order. If you have supernatural things as your normal order, when things look like, you say, where do I walk through the valley of the shadow of death? I will fear no evil. Why? Because the Holy Spirit, he is with you. And he said, his rod and his staff will do what? Will comfort you. Did you see the Holy Spirit here? What is he? Hallelujah. And Papa Nikki will say, you are Bible scholars. Hallelujah. So you have, anytime you are reading the scripture, you answer scripture with scripture. What, 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 what does this mean? And the Holy Spirit will teach you. If you do not answer scripture with scripture and you do not work by wisdom, even the devil can use scripture to deceive you. Did you do you remember he wanted to use Bible to deceive Jesus to eat? Yes. He, he was there. When the word was in heaven, he was there too. And you just came. <laughs> so he knows the word. He's in every service. You are the one who is not going for church service. He goes to every church service to listen to the word. Because he knows that his time is but short. You don't know that your time is short. Even you human being whose time is limited, you are not taking things serious. The enemy who has been there for long, for me it looks long. But he says he knows that his time is short. Therefore, as a believer, you need the Holy Spirit. You need him so much. Hallelujah. Now, the second dimension which he manifests in our life, he said that he's the spirit of what? I love this one. Papa always says that if you ask him for two important things in his life, what is it going to be? Yes. This is why. The spirit of wisdom. The spirit of wisdom. It makes ordinary people do supernatural things. Look at how the world was created. Everything is hanging. Is it not divine wisdom from our heavenly father? That is why the Bible says that a fool has said in his heart there is no God. If you look at all these things and still you think that there is no God, you have a big problem. Because the heavenly father used a lot of wisdom to do all this. In Psalm 104 verse 24. Psalm 104 verse 24. What does it say? 
Oh Lord, how manifold are your works. In wisdom has thou made them all. The earth is full of your riches. Amen. Amen. Therefore, in the name of Jesus, if you are lacking wisdom in any area of your life, I declare, let the spirit of wisdom rest upon you now in Jesus' name. In your work, in your finances, anytime money comes into your hands, because you are not using wisdom, it leaves. In the name of Jesus, let the spirit of wisdom rest upon you now in Jesus' mighty name. The spirit of wisdom. Hallelujah. Let's look at a scripture from Ephesians chapter 1, 17 to 18. This should be your prayer. Ephesians chapter 1, 17 to 18. That the God of our Lord Jesus, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. If he does not give you that wisdom and revelation in his knowledge, even when we are talking about the things of God, it, it doesn't make sense to you. But anytime you are able to understand what we are talking about, even now, it means that the spirit of wisdom is communicating to you. That dimension of the Holy Spirit. He's opening up things that you will understand it. Amen. So we need the spirit of wisdom. Wisdom is what will make your marriage last. If you are not wise, you do anything anyhow. Wisdom is even what will make when you have money to use it to, for what is good. Do you know that we have people when they get money, they do certain things that maybe is not necessary? Like maybe going for a prostitute and haven't you heard billionaires that today they are paupers? What happened to their money? There was no wisdom. The enemy just sat on their mind, bam, and then just started controlling them and go and do this and go and so many things. People that have earned millions now. They, they, they'll, they'll be begging for money because they didn't use wisdom. But I see you using wisdom and anything that comes into your hands will last in Jesus' mighty name. When you have wisdom, even your business, like Marshall, his business is doing, he needs wisdom. And that is why the Holy Spirit is on him so that he'll do mighty things in his business. Hallelujah. The spirit of wisdom. Amen. Hallelujah. Isaiah 61 verse 4. Isaiah chapter 61 verse 4. It is wisdom that will help you not to make mistakes. Some of you pray, Father, in the name of Jesus, I don't want to repeat the, the, the mistakes of my mother. I don't want to repeat the mistakes of my father. I don't. You need wisdom. If you saw that your mommy was very quarrelsome, so her marriage didn't work, what does wisdom tell you? What does the Holy Spirit tell you? Anything that you see, and you are also walking in the same path, you see that someone fell here. Huh? What do you do? You avoid it. But if you are also walking in, bam, and you also fall in, now you are blaming the Holy Spirit that situations are following you. you are, it's because you are not using wisdom. But anytime you use wisdom, Isaiah 61 verse 4, he said, and they shall build the old waste. You will build the old ways, old situations in your family, old situations in your life. You can only build it and they shall, rip, and they shall raise up former desolations and they shall repair the waste cities 
and desolations of many generations. Why? By the spirit of wisdom. And that comes from the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 13 to 24. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 13 to 24. Okay, so this is what I'll do. Write that one so that we'll move to the next one. Amen. Write it down. Go home and read it. Hallelujah. So the next spirit from Isaiah chapter 11, what is the next one? The spirit of understanding. He says, get wisdom. And in all you're getting, you are scholars indeed. <laughs> Hallelujah. In all you're getting, get understanding. What is the meaning of understanding? When I was trying to look for the meaning of understanding, it was kind of difficult. But you can easily get it. What's the meaning of misunderstanding? Misunderstanding means two people do not agree. So understanding means agreement. And so it's, it's a, another form of wisdom. You are in a job. Your boss says this. You say, I don't understand. So they, they suck you. Every time you go, they, then they, they, they are just sucking you. It's because you lack the spirit of understanding. But it's, so anytime you appear, you see, the original has it fake. So the spirit of understanding, the devil will bring to you the spirit of misunderstanding. But when you have the spirit of understanding, you are in any place... The person says, let's do this. You say, okay, let's go on. If even you have another solution, you have a terms of, or there's something that we say, we agree to disagree or whatever they say it. The spirit of understanding. When you are in the choir, your choir leader says, we are wearing green and blue. You said, I understand. Your, your husband says, um, this and that, you say, okay, I understand. Your wife says this and that, you say, oh, I understand. But anytime there is misunderstanding, the Holy Spirit is not there because he's, he's not the author of confusion. Amen. Hallelujah. So you need the spirit of understanding like anything. Misunderstanding brings out beasts. Division, die vision. Two, die means two, vision. And anywhere there's division, there's no progress. So the mis misunderstanding you are having, I declare in the name of Jesus, in your relationship, in your marriage, even at the workplace, nobody is agreeing with you. In the mighty name of Jesus, I declare that that spirit of misunderstanding lives your life now in Jesus' name. Yeah. Hallelujah. That's what, that was the difference between Saul and David. Because if you compare sins, Saul really did just, I mean, human, humanly as we see it. He just said, when you go, scatter all these people, kill them all. I want nothing from them. And then he said, oh, I like sacrifice. You know, God, you know the way I like you. You let me bring you something. I'll bring you agag. You know, small, small sheep and goods. <laughs> and then God said, this is not what I asked you to do. And then look at David. David went to steal someone's wife. Had a, I mean, slept with the, the person. And then on top of it, killed the person. But when the priest came unto him and he said, you have done this. He didn't start arguing. But Saul was arguing with, uh, with, with Samuel. He was like, ah, 
I killed that I brought offering, but I thought God likes offering. That, and God doesn't like misunderstanding. The priest has told you, this is what God said he wants, and you do otherwise. But look at David. When the priest told him, he even gave him a parable. He said, one man, he has so many sheep, but he left it and went for one poor man's sheep. What do you think we should do to him? He started lambasting. And then the, 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 the Nathan said, it is you. Immediately, he said, I understand. I have done it. I am sorry. But you, when they tell you, then you are now coming to give explanation upon explanation. By the time we finish, the person has slept. He's gone. Hallelujah. Therefore, in the name of Jesus, any spirit of misunderstanding sitting on anybody, I declare in the, you are liberated in Jesus' name. Amen. Let the spirit of understanding fall on you. Now, the next spirit is the spirit of counsel. Counsel. Hallelujah. In the multitude of counselors, there is safety. And one of the places you can get counsel is from the word of God. Hallelujah. Jeremiah chapter 10 verse 23. He says that it is not in the path, it's not in man. Oh, it's 10 23. Oh Lord, I know that the way of man is not in himself. It is not in man that walketh to direct his path. So you need counsel. In everything that you are doing, you need counsel. So that you, you don't make mistakes. Sometimes some mistakes are unpardonable. And you, don't, you do not want to make them and then it creates a scar in your life. Hallelujah. Therefore, you need the spirit of counsel to rest upon you. Amen. What, what is one of the ways of, of the spirit of counsel? Proverbs 26 verse 4 to 5. Proverbs 26. It's a counsel. Sometimes the way you argue, he said, answer not a fool according to his folly. Lest also he be like unto him. And then the verse 5 said that, answer a fool according to his folly. So you see, here, what do you need? The spirit of wisdom. Because the first one said, don't answer. The second one said, if he needs answer, my friend, give it to him. So when you look at the situation and you say, Holy Spirit, which one of these should I use? The Bible is not an altar on confusion. You ask the Holy Spirit, this situation, this, excuse me to say, foolish person, does, does he or she need answer? Or yes. Hallelujah. And then you apply. So you see, all the attributes, they work hand in hand. Amen. You did it. And then the next spirit that we looked at is the spirit of might. Strength in your bones. Bouncing like a tennis ball. Bouncing like basketball. Everywhere you go, you are bouncing. You are, it's not like today you are down, today you are up, today you are down, today you are up. But even your spiritual life is moving from glory to glory in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Romans chapter 8 verse 11. He said, But if the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you, he shall raise 
he that raised up Christ from the dead shall quicken your mortal bodies. And I love how Papa said it the last time. He didn't say our spiritual bodies. He says this mortal body. The Holy Spirit will quicken you. And that spirit, that attribute of the spirit, he expresses himself in, in the spirit of might. Hallelujah. And he will quicken your water bodies so that you always be full of strength. It doesn't mean situations will not come your way. But anytime they come, you have to rise up. Let the lion in you rise up and tell that demon, you know what? I have the Holy Spirit and the spirit of mine dwells in me. Therefore, I do not entertain you. You are in the wrong place. You are in the wrong body. And that sickness must leave. Hallelujah. Matthew chapter 10 verse 1. Matthew chapter 10 verse 1. And when he had called unto his 12 disciples, he gave unto them power. Did you see the spirit of might? Against unclean spirits to cast them out and to heal all manner of sicknesses and all manner of diseases. Hallelujah. Receive the spirit of might in Jesus' name. Now, the next attribute, he, in a way he expresses himself in us, is the spirit of knowledge. The spirit of knowledge. If you are here and you are in school, I impact onto you the spirit of knowledge. Hallelujah. The reason why I'm impacting is because I am blessed with that. I studied mathematics and I passed sharp. Hallelujah. It's because I'm called into ministry. Therefore, in the name of Jesus, anybody going through any difficulty in anything you are doing, you are studying online, you are studying, you've been given something to study for your work. I pray in the name of Jesus. Let the spirit of knowledge rest upon you now in Jesus' name. You will go and write and pass and pass well. Amen. You will go for that interview and you will pass and pass well. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. 2 Corinthians chapter 4 verse 6. 2 Corinthians chapter 4 verse 6. For God, who commanded the light to shine out of darkness, has shined in our hearts to give light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Christ Jesus. He gives us knowledge, even in his work. Amen. And then, the spirit of knowledge teaches us all things. For lack of knowledge, he said that my people have gone into captivity. And for lack of knowledge also, he said my people perish. So you need knowledge. If you do not have knowledge, you can be a Christian, tongue-speaking Christian, but the enemy will be buffeting you. But when you have knowledge, you are able to stand in that situation. Then you say, though my beginning is small, my end shall greatly increase because you have knowledge. Hallelujah. Now, for the sake of time, let's go to the seventh spirit, um, how he expresses himself in our life. The seventh way he expresses himself in our life is by the spirit of the fear of the Lord. 
When we read it in Isaiah, you saw it. The spirit of the fear of the Lord. Hallelujah. This is where he, 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 he breaks us. He, he speaks to us. It's, it's as though it's your conscience, but it's the Holy Spirit that is speaking to you. The spirit of the fear of the Lord. Amen. And that was what Job had. Job chapter 1, verse 1 to 3. Job 1, 1 to 3. What does it say? The man feared the Lord. There was a man in the land of Uz whose name was Job. And the man was perfect and upright. And one that feared and eschewed evil. He feared the Lord and he eschewed evil. Verse 2. And there was born unto him. Okay. So this is a man that feared the Lord and he eschewed all evil. And yet he was very blessed. And so was Abraham too. Genesis chapter 22 verse 12. God said, because you fear me, I will bless you. And he said, lay not thy hand upon the lad, neither do thou anything unto him. For now I know that thou fearest God, seeing that thou hast not withhold thy son, thy only son. And then what does he say in verse 13? And Abraham left, and then when you read on, he said that he will tell you that for in blessing I will bless you because you have shown the fear of the Lord. And in fact, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. When you do not fear the Lord, the rest of the things we are talking about, you, you, it will be difficult for you to have them. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lift up your hands. Lift up your hands. Is there any area you are lacking? Are you lacking understanding? Are you lacking wisdom? Might? Counsel? Anything that you, 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 you look through your life, anything that you are lacking, light has shown. Therefore, darkness must move out. This light that has come to shine must move out any darkness in your life. Begin to pray. Say, Holy Spirit, I need understanding in my marriage, in my work with you, in my relationship, in my anything. In uh, Holy Spirit, I need the spirit of counsel. Holy Spirit, I need the spirit of might. Holy Spirit, rest upon me. As, let me fear you. Ho- speak to the Holy Spirit now. Speak to the Holy Spirit. Father, in the name of Jesus, I declare anywhere anybody is lacking in the way you express yourself in our life, Father, I declare, let them receive now in the name of Jesus. Anybody believing you for the spirit of counsel, they want a direction, they want to know what to do, they want to know where to go at what time. Father, in the name of Jesus, let there be counsel for them in Jesus' name. Anybody lacking in the spirit of might, any weakness in anybody's body, Holy Ghost, we declare, let there be strength now in Jesus' name. We speak the fear of the Lord in the name of Jesus. Let it overshadow everybody here now. 
in the mighty name of Jesus. Holy Ghost rest upon everybody. The spirit of wisdom rest upon everybody. People Give people wisdom. Give people understanding. Let them imagine things. Create things. That will bring them rest all round about in their lives in Jesus name. We thank you heavenly father for answered prayers in Jesus mighty name. Now I want you to begin to speak. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday we have powerful services coming up. Begin to speak now and declare that in the name of Jesus as I come for those services I shall not live the same and anybody that comes they shall not live the same in Jesus name begin to pray Thank you, Heavenly Father, in Jesus' mighty name. We pray with thanksgiving. Amen. Give a shout unto the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We bless God. So, we will be taking our offering. But whilst you are preparing your offering, the communion will be going round. Can you please put um, the offering um, portals on the board for us so that prepare your offering. You can use PayPal. You can use Tightly. You can also use cash. You can give a check. give bountifully to bless the Lord and his work. Hallelujah. Lift it up. Lift it up. Bless, bless it. Father, in the name of Jesus, bless, bless every offering in Jesus' name. Multiply their seeds, O Lord in the mighty name of Jesus and as it's used for your work remember your people for good we thank you heavenly father in Jesus mighty name amen so let's give it quickly and take our offering um, our tithe Okay, so before we take the communion, the communion is open to everybody except those who have not given their life to Jesus. So before we take our communion, is there anybody here in-house online? If you are online and you are watching us and we've been speaking about the Holy Spirit, you do not have this relationship with the Holy Spirit because you have not given your life to Jesus and you have not accepted Jesus as your Lord and personal Savior, I want you to lift up your hands if you are in-house. Or you used to have a relationship with Jesus, but your, 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 your fire has gone down. You do not have that kind of fellowship with him anymore. I want you to lift up your hands and let's pray.
online i want you to say this after me father in the name of jesus i thank you for waiting for me till this time i accept that i'm a sinner but jesus came to die and rise for my sin in the name of jesus i accept you lord to be my personal savior and lord i confess with my mouth that jesus is lord over my life all the days of my life maintain my name in the book of life in jesus mighty name amen now that you've said the sinner's prayer you are free to take the communion nothing stops you amen hallelujah so we'll take the communion please lift up the bread the same night jesus was crucified he lifted up the bread and when he had prayed and given thanks he broke it he didn't call it bread again he said this is my body Lift up your bread, close your eyes with me. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for your signs and tokens. We thank you for your word that has come to us. In the name of Jesus, we declare by faith as we break this bread, it is no more bread by your body in Jesus' name. In likewise manner, we declare the cup blessed and we declare it is the blood of Christ in Jesus' name. Amen. I want you to take your communion break your bread and take it Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> Amen. Is there anybody worshiping with us for the first time? We want to give you a warmly welcome. And on behalf of the Papa of the house, I want to welcome you. I want you to know that you have joined a family. Is there anybody worshiping with us for the first time today? Let's give a clap. Please come. Hallelujah. Let's give her a warm Holy Hill welcome. You are welcome. God bless you, sister. Hallelujah. So like we always do, we want to know your name and who invited you and want you to know that you are part of this family. What's your name? I'm Deborah. I'm a Christian. I'm from Antioch. The church? Oh, okay. Oh. Wow. Hey, uh, um, I'm Clementine Tajiri. She's my best friend. And uh, I was trying to invite her. But me, Zafan was invite me. And I mean, so I'm trying to invite her. We came together. So we are happy to join with you. And wow. also, Clementine. Clementine. 
Clementine. Okay, and Deborah. All right, and what's your name? Lila. Lila and Dufe invited me. God bless you. We want you to be. You, we want you to know that you are part of this family. Amen. So you are welcome, Lila, Deborah, and Clementine. God bless you for coming. Right after service, let's let me see you here on these three seats. Okay. Yes, and then um, they will give you this, and you give us your details so that we can always follow up on you. Amen. You are warmly welcome. We love you. God bless you. So I'll see you right here after service. Amen. God bless you. Hallelujah. So, we'll share the grace quickly and there'll be food track at 2 p.m. today. So please um, be part of it and let's bless people. We use it to talk to people about Christ. So please join and let's speak to people. As we give them the food, we are able to share Christ with them. It's so powerful. Hallelujah. Wednesday, Thursday, this Wednesday, Thursday, 25th, 26th, is our night of vengeance. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You cannot miss it for anything. Don't miss it for waffle. Don't miss it for um, pizza. Don't miss it for nothing. Someone said, don't miss it for fufu. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. So we'll be here to pray. You, there's times you need to speak vengeance. Because if you do not give, if you give the enemy chance, he will come in. And he's not going to take an inch. He wants the space. So therefore, we will come in 25th and 26th. Wednesday, Thursday for our night of vengeance. Hallelujah. Then on Friday is our night of supernatural encounters. Hallelujah. Encounter with fresh oil. Amen. And then we topple it up on Sunday with mantle service. And for all the services, Papa will be around himself. And it's going to be amazing. The anointing will flow. We've been speaking about the Holy Spirit already. So anytime knowledge comes, it brings light. And then we are able to flow and receive in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. Hallelujah. You want, us, you want to be on your feet and let's share the grace. Let's share the grace together. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us now and forevermore. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our lives, and we shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's take our prophetic declaration. Full of prosperity and sound health satisfy me and my household all the days of our lives. Amen.